Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome everybody to the Animation Station Podcast, episode 141. My name is Josh, and today I have a very special guest. Um, someone near and dear to my heart. Someone near and dear to your hearts. And probably the only person who can come on this show and say, I know Kung Fu, Mr. Adam MacArthur. All right, yes. What's up? <laughs> How's it going, Josh? <laughs> Pretty good. How's it going, Adam? It's going great. I'm, uh, you know, just sitting in my office doing Kung Fu um, <laughs> while, while we speak. So you, you nailed it. And I love that I'm near and dear to everyone's hearts. Oh, that, always. That's always. So much to me. Um, I mean, yeah, I've got a I've got a bubble tea here just for you. So oh. it's 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 sitting. Um, it's getting really melty. So it's like condensation is dripping off the side of it right now. So probably well, should drink that soon. Don't so. let me keep you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will. I would never hold anybody back from experiencing the joy that is bubble tea. It tastes good. All right. So uh, first off, Adam, um, for those of our wonderful fans who don't know a little bit about you, so uh, just give us a little bit about yourself. What do you What do you do for a living? Who is Who is Adam MacArthur? Oh man, such a deep question. We're gonna. This is gonna be your longest podcast ever. No, I'm just kidding. No, man. I had uh, Bryce Tappenbrook <laughs> on, and we went for three hours. So oh my! Gosh. If you can, if you can beat that. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so, uh, as you said, my name is Adam MacArthur. I am an actor. I'm living in Los Angeles. I currently voice Marco Diaz on Star vs. the Forces of Evil, which uh, originally aired on Disney XD, which is going to be moving over to Disney Channel for Season 4. Um, I'm also the voice of Disney XD, so if you watch Disney XD at all and you hear somebody saying, coming up next on Disney XD, that's me. Um I work uh, in on various other voice uh, um, things uh, <laughs> around town and do this and that. Uh, but I am an actor, and uh, yeah, that's that's the the short and sweet version of of what I who I am and what I do. And yeah, and you've worked for you've done stuff for like Star Wars: The Clone Wars, like Puss in Boots, uh, some of the Final Fantasy stuff. Mm -hmm. so yeah, you're you're all over the place. Yeah, I'm doing I'm 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 doing this and that here and there, everywhere. And so let's go ahead and just get started with uh, what I know everybody wants to talk about. Let's talk about the booth and busco. Okay. So let's <laughs> talk. Let's talk about the photography. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so is that something that you've always been passionate about? Um. You know, actually, no. Um. I have always been passionate about business. Um, and being an entrepreneur, I, I find business very fascinating. Um, I grew up in a household. Uh, my mom always had a job. She worked from uh, the time I was six months old. She worked for um, a utility company for 35 years in Northern California. Um, my dad was a police officer for a long time, got injured on the job. Um, and fortunately, in his last couple years of being a police officer, he started his own um, alarm installation company, which he still has up in the Bay Area. He started it in the late 70s. Oh, nice. um, he still does that today. So I grew up in a household where um, owning your own business was just, you know, sort of a way of life. It was it was normal for me. Um, and when I moved to Los Angeles about 15 years ago, I, I moved and 
uh, started, uh, well, I was pursuing acting in Northern California, but I started pursuing it down here as pretty much as soon as I moved down here. And I was in school at the time. So after two years, when I was finished up with school, I uh, had a lot of free time in between auditions and whatnot. So the um, idea of starting a business and kind of creating something for myself that allowed me to have the freedom to go on auditions and do jobs when I wanted um, is what sort of started me down the path of creating a business. And um, I start the Booth and Busco wasn't my first business. I had um, a company called Wushu Silks where I partnered with a a uh, company in China to create custom martial arts uniforms for people who wanted to compete in fancy uniforms. Um, the <laughs> that was such a niche group of people who wanted that. It wasn't. Like, a- I'm trying to think. I was like, so basically, any sort of like karate kid martial arts tournament. You you were there to supply the Daniel Russos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 uniforms that they would wear exactly. Um, but nobody's was- gonna get that reference. Yeah, well, <laughs> no one's gonna get that reference. I did. Um, <laughs> and if you don't get Karate Kid references, go get an education. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I started that business, and then I actually did another martial arts related business, both of which were great learning experiences, but not necessarily viable once I was, you know, getting into um, sort of like the nuances of making them successful. Um, and then a good buddy of mine, he and his wife are husband and wife wedding photographers. And they had a mentor at the time who was encouraging them to create sort of a photo booth company, um, as a branch of their business. And they, they don't live in Los Angeles, but I offered to help them start their company and kind of help them run it. And then I, uh, after doing that for about a year, I decided to do it down in Los Angeles and that was in 2011. So Seven years ago is when I started it. Um, we do all different kinds of photo booth events. We do um, small little parties all the way to like multi-day corporate events. Um, we have two vintage Volkswagen buses with photo booths built inside. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of really cool custom kind of like mid-century modern aesthetic stuff. Um, but that company, I mean, I, I created the company out of the need to want to be an actor and pursue my dreams and not feel the pressure when I walked into a room or behind a mic to book a job. I just could do it to have fun, which is why I love doing it and, uh, not have the monetary pressure there. So it's cool. It's been, it's been fantastic. Um, I've been (laughs) not only busy with that, but as you know, busy, um, on star and all, all the other stuff that I do too. So it's been, it's been great that everything has been busy. Um, the booth and busco, we, I think last year, I haven't done our final total, but we did about 250 events last year, which is oh, geez. which is which is pretty good. I have full time staff that work under me that help run things when I'm running off to uh, auditions or you know to sessions and stuff like that. So it's been a really really fantastic. I I can't everyone you know I want to say it's I mean def, acting is definitely my focus. So um, you know historically I would say it's been a great side business, but it's truly not necessarily a side business anymore. It can't be classified as that. I mean, we, yeah. we've been hitting those sort of th- that amount of events per year for the past, maybe like four or five years. So it's definitely a full-time job. I just like to tell people that I have two full-time jobs <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's uh, they they both uh, complement each other very nicely. 
Nice. Uh, okay, so let's kind of we'll, we'll transition from the business into uh, the other business. So we'll try kind of go into the acting. So, cool. so uh, being a business, I mean, kind of growing up like with that business mindset. Um, what made acting kind of kind of happen? So how how did that all start? Yeah, I. I, some of my earliest memories are wanting to be an actor. Um, I don't know necessarily where that came from. I am from a family. I have, I have three siblings. Um, two of them are my half siblings. We have different moms. Um, my older brother and older sister are 10 years and 12 years older than me. And then I have a little sister who I'm closer to. So my older brother and older sister left when I was pretty young and um, you know, I was sort of the oldest child in relation to my little sister and us just being the two kids in the house. But I definitely still had sort of a middle child experience because I did have older brothers and older sisters that came and went, you know, since they were a little bit older, they kind of came and went throughout my childhood. So I was always the one who wanted to like entertain and make people laugh and do voices and um, Jim Carrey was a huge inspiration and, okay. uh, you know, so physical comedy has always been a, a, like, I've been a huge fan of physical comedy and that kind of stuff. So I've always just wanted to do it. I've always just wanted to be an actor. Um, uh, on camera voice, all of it. I don't, people ask me like, Oh, do you want to do on camera? And I've actually done quite a bit of on camera. Um, you know, I saw you Mr. Axe body spray. Oh, Hey, Hey now. Yeah. Hey now. <laughs> over here scandalous in just yeah. a towel sir i know i know i know it was uh I, I had to think twice you know do i want to do i want to give this to the public you know <laughs> um but yeah I've, I've always just wanted to do it and when i was 16 years old my parents uh signed me up for an acting class in san francisco and i got my first agent shortly thereafter booked my first job shortly thereafter and then did did a couple movies up there and did a bunch of voiceover work i used um, the money that I earned to produce an animation demo. And then a couple years after that, when I moved to LA, that it helped me secure my first agent uh, in Los Angeles. And it's sort of been, um, you know, that's kind been it. That. Yeah, kind of just how, how it went. I, I bounced around to a couple of different um, agencies here in Los Angeles. And mm -hmm. the current agency that I'm with, um, CESD, is phenomenal is sort of like downplaying it they're fantastic the agents are amazing they're not only good at their jobs they're great people and amazing to work with um and they've really helped me um put my career um, on an upward trajectory which is which is really awesome and i'm eternally grateful to have such a great team to work with to to do all this cool stuff uh, i'll agree with that they've been very nice to work with Awesome. Good. I like to hear that. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I I know that we're going to – a lot of the people are here for Star vs. Forces of Evil, and they're probably like, hurry up and get to it. So Wait, we'll, just, we'll just – we'll get to it. We'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. I thought they were here for the Booth and Busco. What the hell? <laughs> Uh, no, uh, that that was one aspect of the show was the Booth and Busco. That was like the business majors. They're like, hmm, oh, yes, yes. Um, so – how did uh, so? How did you get actually started with the animation side? Um, I mean, I've, so again, I've always wanted to do cartoons. Um, when I lived in San Francisco, I did. This was back in the days when like CD-ROMs were a thing. <laughs> um, so I I did a bunch of like those awesome computer games. 
Yeah, those awesome computer games. I did a bunch of like educational stuff that went, went out on CD-ROMs that like helped people in other countries how to speak English. Okay. Um, and th- these are the kind of jobs that ha- that were common in the Bay Area, like more industrial kind of VO projects. Um, but they were still animated nonetheless, and um, it was always just a lot of fun. Um, I grew up in the 80s, so I loved Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe and Transformers and all these things that – had amazing voice casts, um, and I used to imitate them, and you know, an- even the the '90s shows, Animaniacs, and all that, Tiny Toons, and Looney Tunes, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like kind of my first big thing here in Los Angeles, um, about a month after I signed with my agency, I booked um, the three episode arc on Star Wars Clone Wars, um, which was on Cartoon Network, and. Um, that was a wild experience. I auditioned. I had no idea what I booked, but I knew I booked something. I was just told, all right, you booked, you booked the role of, and it was some code name. I had no idea, you know, the, what my character's name even was. Cause they kept that series so secretive. Yeah. So I got, I got to the job and I walked in and, um, one of the assistants came out and handed me a piece of paper and it said, dear Mr. MacArthur, on behalf of George Lucas, we'd like to welcome you to the star Wars family. Okay, now let me tell you, walking into that, having no idea what I booked, and then getting a letter that welcomes me to the Star Wars family was probably one of the coolest things that had ever happened to me at that point in my life. That's framed, right? (laughs) You know what? It's not framed. Oh, man. Only because I have very limited wall space because I have so (laughs) many other things hanging on my wall, but I definitely still have it, uh, of course. Um, Yeah, so that was my first sort of... Um, big experience in animation. I also worked um, just before that. Uh, LeBron James had an animated series for a while called The LeBrons, and it was based off of a series of Sprite commercials that he did uh, where hold there on, was... Hold on, hold on. I'm just thinking of how you pitch that. You pitch know, what? The LeBron? How, how, you, how you pitch that show. You're just like, all right, guys, so I've got a sh- I got an idea for a new animated series. Yep. We're yep. going to base it off these Sprite commercials, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So, how, how does that... I, I'm, I'm just thinking, it's like, how, how would that go? It's just like, in those, like, okay, guys, I think... So, you know these Sprite commercials where we have, like, different versions of LeBron James? How about we do that, but then we just make it animated and so, make it an actual series? Here's how I think any animation pitch actually goes with LeBron James. Hey, guys, I'm LeBron James. And then they just say, okay, whatever you want. I think that's how it works. Like, do you want to do Looney Tunes? <laughs> like, what do you want to do? I mean, how uh, do you, you want to do the new Space Jam? What's the plan here? Well, you know what? In its, cre- in its like, initial season, it was actually a really awesome show. It was short form. Um, I can't remember if it aired on YouTube or if it was, like, an Xbox partnership when Xbox was – I think this was, like, them trying to do original content. But LeBron wanted to do a series that had – that was short form that had good a good message kind of like um gosh what did he what was it like it was sort of like um fat albert and bebe's kids but with like a positive lesson at the end okay um and he yeah it, it was it was um 2D animation in season 1 and it looked really really good um i played like one of one of the friends of his 
like nephew or something like that. Um, but yeah, season two and three of that show kind of went off the rails. They switched it to 3D animation, but it was really, really awful 3D animation. It looked oh. like The Sims. It literally looked like The Sims game. It was so, oh. it was leagues behind what was currently on TV that it just totally lost, in my opinion, it just lost the the thing that made it charming, which was this beautiful 2D animation that was in season one. So if people want to check it out, I think you can find it on YouTube. I would definitely... Um, recommend checking out season one and you know that that kind of it the intentions were good behind it initially and i think it just went through so many creative changes in hands that uh it sort of just went downhill um but i worked on that show um which i'm still grateful to have um worked on i worked with a lot of amazing um voice actors and made a lot of friends on that show um dempsey papillon and um Andrew Cascino and some other really, really talented voice actors. Um, so I did that. I did Clone Wars. And then I did a couple of pilots for Disney, um, Disney XD UK, which was an interesting sort of experience. All my sessions were really late <laughs> because of the time <laughs> change. And uh, a lot of them were se- series that had already been airing in other countries um, that they were dubbing. So I did a lot of dubbed pilots for, for Disney XD at the beginning too. And then, um, worked here and there on stuff. And then in October of 2013 is when, um, I booked star versus the forces of evil. So let's kind of, Oh, and by the way, um, I, I did just pull up the LeBron's TV show. That animation looks really good. The 2d. Yep. And then, yeah, I see what you mean when they made that switch to, to Sim stuff. It was heartbreaking. Why? It was heartbreaking. You know, that show, the first season, there was a premiere party. LeBron was there. Mark Cuban was there. Um, Brian Glazier, I think that's his name, like the big Hollywood producer was there. I mean, it was it was a big deal. They projected the first three episodes on like a big wall and a soundstage in Hollywood, and there was this whole party. There was a ton of hype around it. And then um they're like we got a season two and everyone's excited and we, <laughs> we get there and we're, they're like they did facial capture um for for the characters but it was just i don't know it was just not good it was not good. it looks like a really bad like video game it, it, i mean it i totally agree that's why i say it looked like early sims video games you know one of the it, it, it was also like I mean, not to like, look, I would totally work with any of these people again. Individually, they were all incredibly talented. I think there was just a lot of cooks in the kitchen, which is never good. Yeah. Um, Because then you just sort of lose any originality and sort of, you know, take when you take uh, uh, when you have when you're following one person, you kind of have the ability to take risks. But when, you know, the the level of risk kind of just gets boiled down to really safe, boring. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think, what happened. Yeah. but the voice director on that was Michael Bell, who um, you know was in the Smurfs and GI Joe and Transformers. Yeah. He's sort of a legendary VO guy. Um, so that was a cool experience getting to work with him, and you know, um, he's a phenomenal director and speaks actor, which I which I love. <laughs> he gets it. So uh, uh, going off a of star, what was uh, so? How, what exactly was that uh, like? That audition like? So, I mean, obviously, you know, it's Disney. They're going to keep you somewhat in the dark. But, mm-hmm. like, what all did you go into for, like, what was your mindset going into that audition? 
I mean, truthfully, my mindset was just like any other audition. I mean, I always obviously am trying to do my best and um, bring something fun and original to um, the direction that I'm given on my scripts for the auditions. Um, so truthfully, the first time I auditioned, it was kind of like any other audition. Um, however, I will say, you know, the description that I was given was like, you know, he's the best friend of this like wild rebel princess. Um, he is, uh, the safe kid, even though he kind of wants to be the bad boy. And I'm like, Oh man, this is, <laughs> they're describing me. Like I, I've always wanted, you know, like with martial arts and stuff like that, like I always wanted to be this like, you know, this like really super cool dude, but I'm, you know, I like to play it safe. I follow the rules. I'll 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 bend the rules, but I'm I'm not a rule breaker. I like to follow the rules. I think rules are helpful. Um <laughs> it makes life a lot easier if you follow the rules. You know what? It really does. That is a a huge piece of sage advice that you just gave all your listeners. Um but yeah, I I it was very similar to many of my other auditions. And then um, I got a call back and I went in and I'm trying to think, I can't remember if I met Eden at my callback. I, I think I did one callback alone. And then I had a second callback for that um, in which they had Eden and I both read essentially the pilot episode, which is mostly her and I. Mm -hmm. Um, so we read that episode together and I, I, I felt like they weren't, I mean, they kind of kept me in the dark. I felt like it was sort of like a chemistry test. Like, could we read together? Did we sound good together? And could we play off of each other and whatnot? Um, but it was still like, I would do, I would go to those callbacks and leave and it would be, you know, radio silence for a couple of weeks. And I was sitting at home twiddling my thumbs and <laughs> praying and hoping and wishing and all that good stuff. Um, and about that time, I actually booked a, um, a documentary where I was going to be traveling to China, um, to spend some time at the Shaolin temple, which is a famous martial arts Kung Fu temple. Um, and, and hosting a documentary about my experience doing that. So, um, I kind of left and was distracted by that. And, uh, that documentary, I traveled to China, I traveled to Russia, um, and the trip, and the show culminated in Los Angeles. Um, and I was in my hotel room in downtown LA and I got a call from my agent mm -hmm. and I saw that it was her calling and I had this feeling, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be the call where I find out that I booked star versus the forces of evil. I couldn't answer it. I was like, Oh no, I can't answer it. <laughs> I'm pacing around the room and the phone's on the bed. I'm like staring at it. I'm like, no, no, like stop ringing, you know, I'm screaming at the phone. I'm sure if anyone saw me doing that, they'd be like, what the heck is wrong with this guy? Um, so the, you know, when someone calls you and they leave a voicemail, usually the voicemail pops up right away. Like, oh, they just said like, hey, this is blah, blah, blah. Call me back. Well, the, it, I didn't get a voicemail and I'm like, oh crap, I didn't get a voicemail. I'm going to have to call him back. I'm going to have to see who called me. I'm going to have to call him back. And then like two minutes goes by and a voicemail pops up and I'm like, oh no, oh no. Like, oh no, in a good way. It was a long voicemail. That must mean it's good news. So <laughs> yeah, if you didn't book it, then you're like, yeah, sorry, Adam. Uh, they it's, gave it to somebody else. They're not going to leave you a two minute voicemail saying, 
well, Adam, so here's what they liked about you, but here's what they <laughs> didn't like about you. Exactly. So I pick up the phone and I call my mom. I call my mom first. I was like, I have a voicemail on my phone. I think I think they're going to tell me. She's like, what? what is wrong with you? Listen to your voicemail. I'm like, okay, let me listen to my voicemail. And sure enough, it was my agent, uh, Pat Brady at CESD, um, telling me that I booked Marco Diaz, the voice of Marco Diaz on Star vs. the Forces of Evil. And that was my first um, straight-to-series um, VO job. And yeah, I've been, been now working on that show for over five years, which is wild. So what has um what have been some of your experiences with Star? I mean, you've gone to Comic-Con, which I'm mm-hmm. sure was a dream. Yep. Um, so you've gone to Comic-Con. You've been doing all kinds of interactions with fans, all these panels. Um, you've been doing those uh, cool little things that Disney XD was doing where they would hop you on and, you know, you would answer. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Basically, you do like an AMA type thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, all of it has been so cool. Um, Disney is phenomenal. Um, the fan interaction has been phenomenal. I love doing things like Comic-Con and those live animated chats and stuff like that. Um, it's just really been cool. Personally, I've, I've gotten to meet a lot of really amazing people. People Like the, the marketing people at Disney Channel are, are really, really phenomenally sweet people. Um, the you know, the people who do social media for XD and for channel, they're all really amazing people. Of course, the star crew is amazing. Um, the people who, uh, Disney casting is phenomenal. I mean, like such a good group of people. Um, anytime I get to hang out with them at Comic-Con and, you know, spend time, not just in a work environment, but actually out, you know, outside of work and get, get time to spend with them. I am super, super grateful for, because they're all just it's just such a fun, um, like group of people to to know and to have interacted with. But yeah, I mean, the highlights for me are always fan interaction stuff. Um, I love things like Comic Con and panels and uh, um, Gallery Nucleus here in Los Angeles did a whole Star versus the Forces of Evil curated um, gallery, and we did we did a panel there and. Um, yeah, that's that's been really phenomenal. Um, anytime I get to interact with any of the other actors on the show, um, we just we did a big group record um, la- at the towards the end of last year. Um, but like Ryder Strong was there, Jenny Slate was there, um, of course Eden was there, um, Dana Davis was there. God, you just had the whole crew. We had the whole crew. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was it was really fun. So I mean. I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to this stuff. Like I, I'm a fan of like, I, I've always been a collector of things like toys and comic books and, you know, I'm a fan of things as well. So I get fandoms and why they like things and, you know, so it's cool to have a direct interaction or direct ability to interact with fans, you know, on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun for me. I really, really enjoy it. And you've got a Funko. So, I've got I mean, a, you, you're, you're freaking winning, man. You got a freaking Funko. I've got a freaking Funko. Actually, I have a – it's funny because um, Funko sent me a bunch, which shout out to Funko. Thank you for sending me some. Um, but I have so many people that I wanted to give them to. They're all gone, and I'm like, well, shoot. I need more. So 
I, uh, I placed an order. I've never, <laughs> I don't think I've ever purchased anything from Hot Topic. And I was like, I got to go to Hot Topic. So I went to Hot Topic and ordered a bunch of Marco Diaz Funkos so that I can sign them and give them away to people because I find that fun. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, man. Um, geez, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to think of, you know, all of the stuff that you've got. I mean, you, you also have a little, uh, you also have a Star Wars toy. I do? I thought so. What? I thought, I thought when I was looking up pictures, I thought I saw a toy for your character from Clone Wars. Of Prince Lee Char? Okay, hold on. Do I, I thought so. I mean, that that may have just been a. I mean, that that may have been a. Now see, now I'm now I'm doubting myself. It's okay. No, no, no. It's okay. I am looking as well at the current moment. Maybe there's a trading card. There's a trading card. Maybe, maybe, maybe I got confused. It's very possible that I saw a trading card and was like, toy. (laughs) Which is A-OK. And, you know, it's never too late, Um, George Lucas. So if you're listening to this, make make a toy of Prince Lee Char. The fans want it. Actually, we're we're demanding it. Just my mom wants it. (laughs) (laughs) But don't tell them that. Oh, no, no. It's everybody's clamoring, clamoring for that for that Moncal. I mean, it's cool we finally got Funkos for Star. I'm actually really hoping that they do a Wave 2 um, because it would be really fun to see some, like, you know, like a Princess Marco or, um, gosh, there's so many. There's so many. I would love to see an adult Marco, like the 30-year-old. Oh, yeah, 30-year-old Marco. Marco with, you know, the That's, chest. Yep, with the chest and the abs and the scissors and everything. Ugh, sign me up. They'll need a model. They'll need a model, so <laughs> I better get I better get to the gym. Better get to the gym quick. <laughs> um. So, so, so you've uh, you've had a lot of fan interactions. What what have been some of your favorite fan interactions? Um, <laughs> I know that's gonna that's a tough one. It's, no, actually, it's, it's not. It's one uh, of those where it's like it, it's it's on like that pinnacle of like stuff that you're not supposed to ask. Where you're like, so. What's your favorite thing you've ever done? Like you never right. ask that question. Yes. No. 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 Um, no. This is an, a, a totally acceptable question, and I actually have an answer. Um, my favorite fan interactions are the ones where, um, like at like at a con, I'll see someone in cosplay, and I'll walk up and ask them for a picture, and, and like I would say maybe forty percent of the time, excuse me, forty percent of the time or thirty percent of the time, they don't know who I am, which is totally acceptable. They know my voice. I understand that, you know, they might not follow me on Instagram or or Twitter or something like that. Um, so, and usually it's like slightly younger people Mm. and I'll walk up and I'll be like, Hey, oh my gosh, I love star versus the forces of evil. Can I get a picture? And they're always like, I would say sometimes they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like not super ecstatic to take a photo. Uh, Yeah. Weird man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. With some rando dude. Um, and then, you know, I'll get my picture and it's always on my phone there. it's not like they're taking out a camera to take a picture with me at that point. And then, uh, you know, I'll casually drop the knowledge and be like, Oh man, thank you so much. Yeah. I actually voiced Marco on the show and to watch their demeanor change from like slightly annoyed doing their duty of taking a photo with the person who likes their cosplay to realizing that they're talking to somebody who voices on the show that they love enough to cosplay is my favorite thing to see. I mean, it's like 7,000 emotions 
<laughs> wash over the face of the person as they're making as their brain is forming synapses right before my very eyes, making the connection that I voice Marco. Um, so that happens every every convention. Uh, I always make a point to take now a picture. What we need to do though is we need to we need to have like some sort of crew follow you around so film we, that? so that they can film that because I want to oh. see those interactions. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. And people go from like totally fully, you know, able to communicate effectively and form sentences to stammering and stuttering and turning bright red. And it's, it's precious. I love it. Oh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, are you going to make it to D23 this year? Um, is it in June or July? I actually don't I even know. I believe it is in, uh, Part of me wants to say August, but I do not think that's correct. Gotcha. I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that I'll be there. Are you going? Um, that's that's the plan. The plan is the plan is nice. we we were there last year, and uh, I saw that you were there like in spirit. Yeah, like, actually, not, like actually at the thing because like I was I, I personally I was hoping that you would crash because I went yeah. to that um that because they did a Gravity Falls and like Star like book panel. And it had yeah. uh, Darren was there and Alex was there and there were yeah. a bunch of the you know the writers and you know uh, illustrators and everything. So I was hoping that you know you were gonna pop up and because like the where we were sitting, um, it was me and one of my co-hosts and I was sitting in front of a star and a Marco cosplayer and awesome. sitting beside a star and then there was <laughs> like another star behind. So I was like, we're just surrounded over. It's like a galaxy. Yep. The the uh the Star versus fans are uh amazing when it comes to that. They're they're always out there cosplaying Star and Marco, which is the best. But um and I don't want to disappoint you, but I actually was there. I know. I, I, I saw after the fact and I was like I saw your insta and I was like, dang it. Yep. Yeah. Um no, I was in the way back for that panel and then I was kind of just cruising around. I I've I had never been to a D twenty three, so I wanted to check it out and see what it was all about. Um, and there wasn't any, obviously, like an official panel for the show. It was just for the book. So um, I did crash the autograph signing, though. I went and sat with uh, Darren and Dominic, who's an EP, and also um, he was one of the writers um, on the on both books, actually. Um, the Star and Marco's Guide to Mastering Every Dimension and the Magic Book of Spells. But... I can't remember. Was were, were they talking about the Magic Book of Spells, or were they talking about the uh... the uh, Star and Marco's Guide had come out, and they okay. had they were teasing the spell book. They Got had it. like they just had like a few little like stills for it. Yeah. So they were like, "Oh, we've also got this thing," and they just kind of like showed it on the screen, and they were like, "Ooh, look at it!" But, but yeah. then that was it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hung out with them while they were doing some signing. So I, I signed a couple of books that day. Um, and hung, nice. hung out with them. But yeah, I was kind of there a little incognito. Well, it's the end of August this year. So awesome. August 23rd through the 25th is what it says. Okay. So, you know, we'll, we're going to, we're going to be there. We've got a lot of, uh, a lot of good friends there. Like, uh, uh, one of our sister podcast is going to be there. Um, uh, our good friend, the artist Jared Mariama is going to be there. So we're going to, we're going to hit them up, probably hit up, you know, Disney while we're there too, since I mean, it's right there. You have to, yep. So why not? So if you're there and we're there, you know, we'll stop by the parks and we'll eat some beignets. 
Oh, man, I love the beignets. I actually just went to Disneyland like two weeks ago. Oh, lucky duck. And got in line for the beignets, and they were like, oh, we're sorry, the fryers are broken. I was like, no, no. <laughs> That's <laughs> you when you're like, well, I'll wait until you fix them because I'm not leaving Disneyland without a beignet. Well, so my thing is, I mean, I always ask a million questions to people. I'm probably like the guy who's super annoying when something like that happens. But I walked up to one of the cashiers, and I'm like, all right, look. So I understand that the fryers are are not working. Historically, do these things go out and not come back for the rest of the day? Or is this going to be down for like an hour? Like I should go wait in line at Splash Mountain and then come back by. She was like, oh, they're never down all day. I'm like, perfect. So I went on Splash Mountain, came back. The beignet line was open, got some beignets, and, you know, fulfilled my destiny. See, I've never been on Splash. Like, I, I've I've gone, you know, I mean, if I go, this would probably be like my fifth time. But I, I've never gone on Splash because I don't like wet clothes. Yeah. And, uh, and it's one of those, like, I don't want to, like, tromp yep. through Disneyland with, like, wetness. Yep, I'm totally with you. Um, And, you know. Again, another thing I have in common with Marco Diaz is wet socks, the the loathing of oh. wet socks. Um, I absolutely hate wet socks. So, yeah, um, Splash Mountain isn't one that I will typically go on. However, it was already raining in Disneyland when I was there, um, and I had purchased a poncho. And when I went on Splash Mountain, I was like, you know what? This is going to be great. And I tucked my knees up onto the, onto the seat, and I was fully encased by a, a – um, Disney poncho and it was a fantastic experience. I didn't have to get wet, although I got to experience the joy of the ride. And uh yeah, that's that's how I highly suggest um experiencing Splash Mountain. Next time I go, I will I will get a poncho. Yep. Make sure to cover myself fully. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh jeez. Okay, so so Adam, so uh, we'll kind of go back. We'll we'll end with Star. We'll end okay. with Star. Okay. What have been one of your favorite scenes that you've recorded? Ooh. I know man. you got to do the song. Yeah, I got to do the song. Writer and I duetted. Uh, and we, if that's a word, duetted. We did a duet. We uh, have. It, it is now. Duetted is oh, a noun. Yeah. Perfect. Duetted. Duetted is a verb, not a noun. No, no. Let's make it a noun. Let's make uh, it a noun, an adverb, an adjective, and it's a conjunction. So, congrats. Yep. I like it. Duetted it. Um, gosh, what have been my favorite things to record? There's been so many. And actually, this is such a lame answer, but there will be a significant amount of things that I absolutely loved recording coming out in season four of Star. Season four is such a wild ride. Um, where season four starts, which is pretty much where season three ended, um, which, which you know most people have seen at this point. Um, where that season starts to where it ends is, I mean, it's crazy. It's going to be a roller coaster. It's going to be, it's going to happen so fast. Um, but I'm really, really excited for people to get to see a lot of the episodes that we recorded for season four. Um, I did really love the running with scissors episodes. Oh, nice. Um, and anytime I get to voice adult Marco, it's just fun doing, uh, him as an adult also it's uh, it's fun to be able to do multiple characters in the same episode it's you know vocal gymnastics which for a voice actor is you know it's just a lot of fun um so running with scissors is one of my favorite ones anytime we get like a really sincere moment um 
or like the show slows down and there's like a realization moment. And Marco has had quite a few of them, especially last season. Last season, his character yeah. kind of yeah, he's got it a lot. He got it in the feels a lot. A lot of stuff kind of came crumbling down. Yeah, totally. Um, the episode with Booth Buddies, mm-hmm. stuff that I know is going to get fans riled up too, is always <laughs> really exciting. Because <laughs> the 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 hard part is keeping it in. Like I'm really bad at keeping stuff in, surprising people. Um, like in, in my real life, if I get someone a gift and their birthday is like a month away, chances of them getting that gift early are pretty high. Um, because I'm just so excited to give them something. Um, but yeah, there's, there's been, there's been quite a few things. Um, the goblin dogs episode was a lot of fun. Um, that one partially because it was hard to know what was, what the episode was going to look like in the end. So sometimes it, you know, and they had that whole like really trippy scene after we have the goblin dogs. And as I'm reading the script, I'm like, what in the heck is happening? But then you see it and you're like, oh, wow, that's really awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's uh, I mean, truthfully, and again, this is sort of a lame answer. It's all so fun to me. I love Marco as a character. Um, I love voicing on the show. I think the show is so, so fun. And um, it's all just such a treat. To, to be able to work on, especially with the amazing crew and mm-hmm. Darren and her vision and um, Dominic and Kelly Ward, who's the voice director on star, who is another, he's, he's been around for a long time. He was actually one of John Travolta's like buddies in Greece. Really? And he's been on Broadway and he's a tap dancer and he's a voice actor and he's an on-camera actor and every, he's everything. Um, and so working with him has been phenomenal and yeah, it's just all been, it's all been really, really amazing. That's awesome. Well, I mean, it's good that you, you know, you're doing something that you like. Cause I mean, like if you hated that show, it would, yeah. you know, well, yeah. I was like, what would be the point, you know? Right. And, yeah. And what's cool is, you know, having worked on, look, I didn't hate working on the LeBrons. I don't hate working on anything because work is work and you know, you're going to work on stuff that might not be super popular or that people might not respond to the way that people have responded to star and all that. So uh, it like as an actor, it's not about will people like this for me? It's about like, how can I do my job the best? Um, but it is really amazing being on a show that people have responded to in such a positive and excited way and that people love and, you know, people love Marco and, it that it it does make me really happy that I have contributed to the joy of of others um, by you know just loving this little guy and and doing my best to to give him a voice. That's awesome. Um, I do have I do have one audience question here though. Cool. Um, let me see. Sorry, let me pull it up. Is it Starkville related? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find the username. Uh, oh god, did I not write the username down? No, it's on my iPad. Crap. Well, uh, it was I, I picked I picked one, and it was who's your ship and star. So who's your ship and star? I mean, I, I, I think it's easy. Yeah, it's so easy. And and at this point, I mean, I'm not shy about what I am hoping happens. Um, I'm a I'm the captain of the Starco ship. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I think, you know, we've seen some awesome stuff with like Tom and Star and, um, man, actually I can't, I was going to say something else, but I can't remember if it's season four and it's something that's been unseen or if it's something that I've already 
that we've already seen. And I'm sorry, no, guys. We, I tried to trip him up, but he was too clever. I tried. I guys. I tried to get us. I tried. You can't. Tried to you get can't. Of trolling. Look, I'm so good. <laughs> I'm so good at dangling carrots. You can't trick me. But I think we've seen we've seen lava lava. What is it? Lava Lake Beach. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was so, season three. Yeah. Yeah, that was season three. So there's like a little bit of Marco and Kelly in there, which is cool to explore. Um, yeah, and there's. I just. I don't know. I think it's it's fun to explore these things, um, and who knows where it will end up. But I just think that. Star and Marco belong together, man. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm right there with you, man. Well, it, it's one of those like when you see it for the first time, like episode one, you're like, yeah, this is this is end game. We yeah, we know this is the end game right here. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it just it's meant to be. Yeah, it's like it's not something that you're gonna introduce a uh, a new character in season four that's just gonna come and sweep Tom off his feet. And I mean, then, and then no. you know, oh, oh, I say, geez, sweep star off her feet. You know, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Or Tom, who knows? Or Marco, or who, knows who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Going to sweep Tom off his feet and then sweep Marco. <laughs> and then it's going to be a really cool reverse harem situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Adam, this was fun. Yeah. This has been awesome. I appreciate you having me on here. Oh, no problem at all. And hopefully we'll have you on again when actually, when we're done with season four and we can just do a nice, huge spoiler episode and we'll just spoil all a star. Oh, let's, let's do it. Let's get it on the books. Once season four comes out and uh, we get through this, this uh, tumultuous time, I'll say, then we can, <laughs> we can get together and we can talk about the glory days. Ah, it sounds amazing. Um, Adam, where can everybody uh, – wow, words are hard. Where can everybody <laughs> find you social media-wise? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at NinjaMac, N-I-N-J-A-M-A-C, and you can find me on Twitter at underscore Adam M. And we'll go ahead and put those in the show notes of the episodes. All you have to do is just scroll down, click on that little details, and you'll be able to see everything. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast, on Twitter at Animate Podcast, uh, Facebook and Tumblr, Animation Station Podcast. Um, you can also find us on our website, animationstationpodcast.com. All of our episodes available, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, any basically anywhere that you can download a podcast, we're there. We also have our weekly Unlocked streams every Wednesday night. Uh, Adam, do you know about Unlocked? No, tell me about oh, it. Oh, man, okay. So it's a, um, basically it's a, uh, to, put it, to put it in simple words, it's basically a mini con. Okay. So it was created by uh, the voice actors David Vincent and Bryce Pappenbrook. They okay. created this app because... I mean, they're anime voice actors, so they do a lot yeah. of voices, and they go to a lot of cons, but not everybody gets their questions answered at all these cons. Yeah. So it's – what they created was they created an app that's very much kind of like the, the Instagram Lives, except how in Instagram Lives they have that 40-second delay. Uh, with Unlocked, there's no delay. It's like .002 seconds. So you're, they're able to, you know, have people on there that people can ask questions. You can jump on other people's streams so people can crash your stream. Um, or you can, you know, pull people into your stream and, you know, chat with them face-to-face like that. Cool. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really cool. And, hey, I'm sure they'd love to have you on there. Yeah, at some point I can I, – I foresee that in my future. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, and it's it's absolutely free for everybody. So all they have to do is, you know, just pop on. It's free to, you know, watch, 
they just go in check you out and they're good to go um, but we have a show every Wednesday at the wonderful time of 9 p.m. Central so it's great if you're on the uh, the West Coast not so great if you're on the East Coast so <laughs> that wonderful 10 p.m. time slot we're like the news I like it um, yeah so you can catch that out unlocked um, again just scroll through the details you can click that link you know, it takes you right there um, Adam, again, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. All right. So for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. Bye, everybody. Bye.